Taking in today's awesome episode of Weather Jazz. Hey everybody, welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather science, earth science, and even some off-topic episodes periodically from time to time. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 260 for Wednesday, November 17, 2021. One week from today, Thanksgiving Eve. And boy, did that creep upon us very, very quickly this year. Did it not? At least it did for me. Now, as I am speaking to you from the Weather Jazz Studios in beautiful West Central Geauga County, I'm looking at my Davis Vantage View instrument cluster, and it is currently touting 62 degrees, whereas just two days ago, it was snowing still. And we had anywhere from a trace of snow up near the lakeshore upwards to four or five inches in some places in the highest elevations of the snow belt, as well as in northeast Pennsylvania. Just goes to show you that the weather around here, you bet, can turn on a dime. And that's what makes it very, very interesting in being a meteorologist in northeast Ohio. You know, I think about John Coleman who was, uh, first of all, the first national meteorologist on a morning show, Good Morning America, and really brought meteorology to a new level. He essentially was the gentleman that came up with the idea for the Weather Channel. He is uh, one of the originators and hired everybody, got everybody together in one room, meteorologists from all over the country back in February of uh, 1982, and we launched on May 2nd, 1982. Those were fun days when meteorology, when everybody kind of laughed at the idea that uh, people would watch, but they did, and now look at it. In fact, there are a number of national television outlets that do national weather now on a continuous basis. We have Weather Nation, we have AccuWeather, and now Fox Weather, which is the streaming service. So at this stage, I think that brings the total up to four. Who would have thought in 1982 that that would have happened? But I think of John Coleman because in his retirement years, while he was alive, he worked for KUSI, in San Diego, and uh, I uh, spoke with John a number of times in that time period. I said, John, for somebody who loves meteorology, you sure picked a pretty quiet market. And in his big 
booming voice. For those of you that may remember John Coleman from Good Morning America back in the mid-1970s through almost the mid-1980s, he said to me, Andre, it's like taking candy from a baby. And I believed it, and uh, obviously, because there isn't much weather variation in San Diego. He said the biggest problem is when is the fog going to burn off? The morning fog that invariably always comes in. Uh, And uh, so I guess if you live in San Diego, that might be kind of an interesting challenge. Uh, But uh, it certainly isn't the wild variations that you would get in many, many, many other television markets across the country. And uh, certainly Cleveland would apply and Cleveland would be in one of those categories. Uh, Basically, weather that is just constantly changing and constantly giving us challenges, big challenges. Well, okay, today is Science Wednesday, and that's really the opening monologue having nothing to do with what I am going to talk about here right after the break. Because coming up on Friday, we have an eclipse, not an eclipse of the sun, but an eclipse of the moon. And those are perfectly safe to watch simply by going out and looking at the moon. But there's some unusual, interesting facts about this upcoming eclipse that I'll share with you right after the break. Don't go away. All righty, we are back. Now, coming up Thursday night into Friday morning. So the times I'm going to be giving for the eclipse being visible here in Northeast Ohio will be in the very early mornings of Friday morning, just after midnight, so before sunrise Friday. We have a very special lunar eclipse coming up that actually is going to raise the bar for interest because it comes up to some really interesting factual nuggets that you'll want to impress your friends with as you're watching this lunar eclipse before sunrise. I just know some of you anyway who enjoy the task of watching for astronomical events will actually get up before sunrise to see what will be going on with the moon. Okay, let's take care of some business. Why is this one so special? First of all, we'll be dealing with the full beaver moon. So, in essence, we're going to be watching on Friday morning the full beaver moon eclipse. And these are some of the things that will make it very interesting. First of all, it's going to be almost a total lunar eclipse. Actually, if the truth be known, only about 97% of the moon will be in the darkest shadow of the Earth. Now, remember, there are two shadows of, of the Earth cast on the moon. The moon passes through two shadows. At first, it passes through the penumbra, which is going to be maybe the the kind of shadow that, that you notice that the light from the moon isn't quite as bright. But it is not the penumbra, but the umbra, U-M-B-R-A, umbra, that is the dark part of the shadow. And that one's very definitive. It 
uh, will be very, very clearly visible as it moves its way across the lunar surface. Now, here's something else that might be interesting to keep in the back of your mind to impress everyone with. It's also going to be the longest lasting lunar eclipse this century. Now, how can that be? Well, it's longest lasting because the moon's orbit, first of all, is elliptical. It's not a perfect circle around the Earth. It has its perigee and apogee, and that distance difference is about 30,000 kilometers difference from the closest to the farthest, if my memory serves me right. At any rate, it's not a small change, but it's not exactly highly elliptical, but it is elliptical enough. And because the moon is going to be at its apogee, which is the farthest point away from the earth, that means that it's going to be moving at nearly its slowest speed around the earth. Because the farther away it is from an object, the slower it goes. And as it approaches earth, the closer it is, the faster it orbits around the Earth. So because it's going to be orbiting a little bit slower, that's going to make it the longest lasting lunar eclipse this century, which is really, really cool. All right, I'm about to give you some of the times to look for, and really the the time to focus is going to be at maximum eclipse. But before we go there, first of all, at 103 in the morning, that will be Ohio time, Eastern Standard Time, the moon will enter the penumbra. And that's really not very noticeable, other than perhaps a slight dimming of the moon. And uh, the moon will be right in the center of the penumbra at 2.12 a.m. Now at 2.20, have your cameras ready because this is when things will start to happen. At 2.20 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, the moon makes its first contact with the umbra shadow. That is very definitive. It's almost like a Pac-Man taking a chunk out of the moon. You'll start to see it. And between 2.20 and 4 o'clock in the morning, we're going to see the moon continue to get eaten away to the maximum of 97%. And that's when the moon will be at its darkest point. And that will be at 4.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then once we get past that, the moon will slowly get brighter and brighter as the umbra starts to pull away. And at 5.46 a.m., the moon will exit the umbra shadow. It'll still be in the penumbra. And again, you may notice perhaps a slight dimming when it's in the penumbra, but it's not as dramatic as it will be between 2.20 a.m. and 5.46 a.m. with that maximum at 4.01. Again, all times I'm giving you would be Eastern Standard Time. At 7.01, the moon exits the penumbra shadow and the show is over. The eclipse is complete. Of course, that will happen as the moon is about ready to set in the western sky Because at 721, sunrise occurs in Northeast Ohio. So there you have it. There is the coverage for the upcoming eclipse. And if you know somebody who would like all those details on the eclipse, including all of the interesting little tidbits and factoids, 
then make sure you point them to Weather Jazz. And episode number 260 is what you want to look for, issued on this Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word. Get out there and tell somebody, especially those of you who enjoy looking at the moon. Maybe uh, you even howl at the moon. That's okay. This is a no-critique zone. If you want to howl at the moon, go ahead. No problem. Just make sure you're not waking your neighbor doing that. Well, do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you just want to say hello? Please call me. Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line waiting for you. 234 525-5888, or you can email me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And you can get all of that information by clicking on the Contacts tab right at the very top of my website, weatherjazz.com. Friday, Open Line Friday. I'm hoping that I can put out there for you that big announcement that I've been talking about now for uh, at least a couple of episodes going to keep you in suspense it'll be worth the wait at least i certainly hope so as we head deeper and deeper into the holiday season have a great rest of your week enjoy the low 60s while you can because the lake effect is coming back and uh, oh we may have a lot to talk about uh, early next week we're gonna have to wait and see but the uh, computer models are hinting at uh, perhaps uh, a an episode of snow which might be even more significant than the one that we just recently had on Sunday. Stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. Guess where? That's right. Right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.